Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Uh, all right, let's get into it here. A lot of folks coming in the room. I know we've got a lot to cover. I want to cover a couple things. First of all, this is the topic, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, Jed's been doing a lot of interesting stuff, and Sales Navigator's released a lot of things that are brand new. Full transparency, we want to learn with you today. So I'm relying on everyone in the room to be active in the chat, in the Q&A. Respond. Let us know, like, the stuff that matters most to you. What have you seen? Have you seen Assist AI uh, come into LinkedIn Sales Navigator? Have you seen all the research stuff that they've released and the triggers and everything that they're putting together for us? Uh, what have you seen and what do you want to talk about? Definitely on my mind. And that's what we want to talk about with you today. So this is extremely interactive. I know you guys have a voice and I want to hear it. Jed Marley is founder of Practical Prospecting, probably one of the best newsletters that I subscribe to. So uh, we'll probably drop a couple of things of Jed's throughout this. Yes, it is 2023. Everyone will get the recording. So chill. You will get it if you registered for the show. Scan this QR code and check out our Sell Better YouTube channel. The QR code will take you to the website, sellbetter.xyz. Learn more about what we're doing and why we're doing it for you, for you, for the people that come into the room and want to learn and invest in yourself. Shout out to our partners that make this show possible every single day, Vidyard, JB Sales, and Zoom Info. And I am pleased to give everyone in the room a special price. If you're in the chat, you only get this price in the chat, coming from the chat. So tell your friends they need to come to the show. You can get access to all of John Barrow's training, his methodologies, all of his content, and live sessions right here from the Sell Better channel. So click that link that's in the chat and go check out what John is doing with people like you that want to invest in yourself. Uh, all right, this is what you're going to get today. We're going to walk walk through some incredible ways to find new buyers in the AI that's been released in Sales Navigator. We're talking about researching accounts. I think we can all agree that there are very few opportunities that come without some level of research. So AI coming into the scene and changing the way Sales Navigator presents that research to you. And then finally, AI Assist, which is brand new. We're going to show you some stuff on screen that you can see, and Jed's going to give you some great tactics. And you want to stay tuned to the end of the show because Jed's got a tactic that's a universal LinkedIn sales tactic. Uh, let me get a one in the chat if you have LinkedIn Sales Navigator, a two in the chat if you do not have LinkedIn Sales Navigator and you're here to figure out why you should have it. Uh, this is what I want to know. A lot of people on the fence these days, they don't know. There's lots of stuff out there. It looks like almost everyone in the room has LinkedIn. I saw two. There was, there was one more two that came in. Represent the twos in the house if you do not have it and you're like, why should I get this? Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, Jed, I'm going to take this down, uh, but but let, let's get into this part. So, uh, oh. yes or no, do you have account IQ in your LinkedIn sales navigator in the chat? Uh, that's what I want to know. Jed, tell me about account IQ, what it's supposed to do. A lot of no's I see flowing through. A lot of people haven't seen this yet. Yeah, so for people who aren't aware, they started releasing, so sales navigator released two interesting AI features. It's account IQ. So think about it for leads and accounts or contacts and accounts. So they got account IQ, which is what we're seeing right now. We're about to go through. And then they have uh, the AI assisted search, which we're going to go into later. I think most people should have AI assisted search by now. But what we read, James and I at least, is that everybody should have access to this by December 6th. They're slowly rolling it out. Okay. Um, but no, account IQ is awesome. Obviously, we've only seen screenshots. I've seen videos of people using it. But the key thing, and we're going to show some more screenshots. The key thing here about account IQ is that the whole point of AI, in my opinion, like the best use case for it is researching and finding hard to find information on your prospects so you can write better targeted emails. 
not necessarily for writing the messaging, but for finding the information. And what Sales Navigator is doing now is releasing a bunch of new information that previously you had to do a bunch of web scraping, reading through 10Ks to find that information. But now they're just giving everything to you at your fingertips. So all you have to do is just plug that into your email templates. That's interesting. It's a hop, skip, and a jump from being like a summary of a 10K inside a LinkedIn profile, which is really interesting. And I want to answer Jazz Kennedy's question in the chat because it's a good question. What you're saying here is that by December 6th, all Sales Navigator users should have access to this or have the option to enable it, and it won't cost them money. That's what you're saying? Correct. At least everything I've read. And I have AI assistant search. I checked my uh, my billing. They haven't upcharged me yet. So I, I'm pretty sure it's free for everybody as far as what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so so there's a couple things to note on this screen. And I think the first thing that stands out to me is this uh, Flexus makes money, right? Like this is how they make money. This is what how they monetize the way, how they're performing. And if you go somewhere externally to find this information, you can, you know, think about how you can leverage this in your existing process using Sales Navigator, start to finish, right? One platform to rule them all, so to speak, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it, link, the, the interesting thing about Sales Navigator is that they have, in my opinion, the best data because people are always updating their LinkedIn profiles. So now they're making more of that data available to you. And I think, um, James, on the next slide, there's more information on account IQ. Yeah. So this is what I love. Um, and, and as you guys are seeing this, you can start to think of ideas of how you could use this. But digging into it, I mean, obviously revenue is important to know. Like if you're prospecting and you have a high ACV solution, of course, you should be filtering by companies that are doing a certain amount of revenue. Um, but things like strategic priorities, right? So these three topics here, search and information excellence, innovation and emerging technologies, user privacy and security. These are things that you'd normally have to go read through 10Ks to find. But the interesting thing about this is that you can go through find one of these topics and then send an email that essentially, as long as these topics can tie into your solution and that's what you have to do as a seller, that's the creative side that, you know, AI is doing the, the research, you have to do the creativity to tie it into your solution. But if you find these, what you can do is, is then reach out and we have templates later on, but essentially say, hey, you know, I was, I was looking into your company or I was researching a little further and I noticed a big focus for you going into Q1 2024 is let's say user privacy and security. Um, and then you can tie in, like, again, if you're selling some sort of security or compliance software, you know what I mean? You can tie that into it and start a conversation around these topics. Um, and then same thing with business challenges here. So I like these stronger cybersecurity, seamless platform integration, AI-driven automation. So that's a great one, AI-driven automation. If you sell some sort of, let's say there's a lot of SDRs I know who are now working for AI sales software, for example, that might be something where you kind of reach out to the SDR leader, the sales leader, Hey, I was reading through some of your reports. It looks like you guys are focused on AI-driven automation. Make an additional observation that you can find in Sales Navigator that, for example, says, it looks like your team has grown by X amount in the last few years, your SDR team. Have you considered implementing some AI and automation in your prospecting? If not, I have some ideas that you can you can check out. So that's like an example of what maybe a message you can send. But the whole goal here is just to think through ideas of how you can use some of this new information to write more effective emails. This is great stuff right here. And I think what I see here are two things that almost every seller needs. And let me know if you agree with me here. I'm always looking for two, one of two things, a trigger that's relevant or a context for my outreach. Those are the two things that I often want when I think about how I'm going to customize a message. And I think that these features, these, these presented topics that this company cares about most, this persona cares about most, the company overall, 
I think they're very helpful for those two things. We got a couple of questions that I really want to pause on here because I think they're relevant to what we're talking about. Adam, thank you for the question. Y'all, throw your questions in the Q&A because I don't want them to get buried. But this one comes from Gianluca Ambietti uh, from Milan. Como stai? Tutto bene? Right? Uh, I've got a question that's been oppressing me for quite some time. How do we use this in in-mail, right? Uh, hope it's not off main topic. So if you were going to send an in-mail, I think we can agree. Let me know in the chat. Yes or no. Do you respond to in-mails on LinkedIn yourself? Yes or no? I'm, I'm waiting on the wave of no way. <laughs> How would you use this in an in-mail? Let's go back to the screenshot because I think this is a context and a reason. So if I was going to send an in-mail and we got some examples coming later, but you know, format one for me on the fly here, Jed, I know you're gifted enough to do it. For sure. So I think the uh, one thing I want to say about emails is for the longest time, I wasn't a big fan of emails. And then about six to nine months ago, I was on one of the daily shows with Charlotte Johnson. She's, um, I think she's an AE now, a sales law. We got into like a big argument about it. Not a big argument, whatever you want to call it, because she said that she she gets a lot of success with emails. And what I think has happened is a lot of people stopped using emails because people are responding to them. And maybe the people who are picking it up are finding it to be like a, a lesser used channel or a less crowded channel. And so I have been using email a little bit more. It's not like my primary channel or anything. But to your question, James, it's not changing. The messaging isn't changing too much from what you would do in a cold email. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? I always lead my first sentence for any message, whether that's cold email, in-mail, LinkedIn, even a cold call is my observation of my context, right? So I would lead with, hey, I was reading into your company name and it looks like you guys are focused on AI-driven automation. Maybe add some uncertainty there because that is something that we've seen to work well in messages. Not sure if this is a big focus for you specifically, but if it is, I had some ideas and try and and in mail specifically, keep that message like two sentences and try to have some sort of give. And I know that like leading with value or having a give can become kind of a buzzword. And if you're a seller who's just trying to get hit your quota, you you might be tired of hearing that. But if you flip your perspective, especially in email LinkedIn, to offer some sort of give tied to the context you found. Maybe it's an article on like the top AI automation tools to use. Even if they're mentioning your competitors, they'll trust you for sending them that resource. And then you can follow up a couple of days later and provide more information about what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great way to use this stuff. And I think that InMail has taken a step forward for me when it came to the give. I stopped asking for things in InMails and started giving things in InMails. And I started yeah. getting more responses that were like, thank you. And it just opened the door for conversation. So think about the gives in in-mails and not the asks in in-mails. And I think you'll go a little further. Let's uh, type the word hot in the chat if you're ready to talk about how to find those hot new leads and some ways to narrow that scope. And Jed, this time, I'm going to give you the hot yeah. I'm ready. I love it. Yo, look at everybody hot, right? Uh, we got the hotness. So Jed, share your screen and show me how you narrow the scope to find the hottest new leads when you're leveraging LinkedIn Sales Navigator currently. Awesome. You see my, my screen right now, James? Yeah, yeah, we see it. We see it. And do we want to get into the AI assisted search first, or do we want to go straight into other tactics with Sales Navigator for fun? You know what? I don't want to limit you. And I think that the stronger we tie AI into this, the more impactful it'll be for everybody for when the shit hits, right? Like they need to know in advance, like, oh, this looks familiar. I saw this with Jed and James. I know where to go, what to click. So feel free to work it into the conversation. We'll circle back to it in multiple times throughout the show. For sure. So um, first thing to notice, like again, with the AI uh, filtering here is that the whole goal is to make it as seamless as possible for you. So you don't have to worry about knowing all these keywords. So if you don't have it, don't worry. Like we'll first talk about the keywords and things you can look through to find warm leads. Um, but once you get AI search, you won't have to really remember these keywords. You just 
it's basically dummy proof. You just say, this is what I want to find. Whatever your mind can think of, you can get it. So when it comes to Sales Navigator, this is an exercise I want everybody to kind of think through in their head. When you're doing filtering, you want to think to yourself, if I'm writing a message, what are all of the specific things that would be important for me to know to write a better email? So for example, I mean, we all know the specific ones like company size, um, company headcount, um, their job title, things of that nature. But you can dig in a little bit deeper and some people may, may know this, some people may not. Uh, if you go to account search, there's a lot of cool new filters in here. So technology is used. They're actually giving technographic data in here. And so like a big one I used, for example, when I was with Mailshake is finding people who are specifically using HubSpot Sales Hub because that was a competitor of ours. And so we use that to filter down a little bit further. Um, additionally, you can go even deeper uh, by looking for people you have first degree connections with at those companies. And so that was a big one that I use as well, because for example, uh, you know, if you're a salesperson on the show, you're probably connected to a lot of salespeople at a lot of different companies, right? And whether or not you sell a sales software, it's a good intro to just get information. So if you find that you have a first degree connection at one of these companies, you can reach out to them and be like, hey, again, if it's a seller that you're connected with, hey, I've got your company on my account list and trying to reach out, any information you can provide me. Again, it's a little bit more of a long-term approach because you're not going directly for the meeting. You're kind of taking the back door of trying to get a referral. But that's a big one. Finding first degree connections and then starting with those warm leads, clicking into the people you're connected with. Even if you don't know them, just shoot them a message. Again, if you're connected with salespeople, they're typically pretty open to giving you information. Um, so those are a couple of big ones, James. I can go into kind of lead filters as well. There's some cool <clears throat> things to do there. Well, we're going to keep building off of this stuff. So I appreciate that. Uh, I want to I want to ask this question now. Normally, we launch this at the beginning, but I want to wait for more people to come into the room because we're talking about use cases here for a lot of this stuff. So this is the question. Identify yourself, right? Because as we talk about use cases, we're going to want to know who's in the room. I'm the majority, right? And I'm pretty sure SDR and AE is typical for us. But I want to be able to talk to both sides if that's the dumb. Yeah, look at this. A lot of senior leadership coming in already. I'm going to leave that up for a minute so you guys can take part in it. Uh, what, what other filters would you add to this when it comes to like new? So you have the first degree connections right there. And maybe AI Assist will help me to do this. I'm looking for only new people, folks that are not in my CRM. They don't know who I am. I've never had a conversation with them. How would I go about using the features here to zero in on those folks? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know about this. Um, it's funny because with my own personal business, I don't have it connected to CRM, but companies and CRM is a big one. And I assume if you're on a company plan, which most people probably in this call are, right? they're not on their own plan, you can easily integrate it to your CRM and then have your own saved account list. And so it's very simple. A lot of people don't know you can exclude, but you can then like, for example, if I had my CRM account list in here, which I don't at the moment, but let's just say this is it, you would just exclude. It's as simple as that. right? And so the exclusion feature is really interesting because you can do that all throughout Sales Navigator search builder. And so one example of how I like using exclusions, this one's a little creative, a little interesting, but I, and I guess I'll, I'll ask the chat. So put a one in the chat if a prospecting trigger you use is senior leadership changes or people that just change jobs. I think most of us use this because people who just change jobs are obviously really good prospects to go after. They're new to the company. They want to make an impact. Yeah, what's even better than leadership changes is people who are stepping into a senior uh, senior leadership position for the first time. Mm. So for example, somebody who's stepping into a vice president of sales role or a VP role for the first time, because they have never been in that role before, they're probably looking for even more support and they want to make even bigger of an impact because they're new to that role. And so to tie it into what you said about exclusions, James, the way you could do this 
is current job title. So let's say I target VPs of marketing, vice president of marketing. And then what you want to do is pass job title, vice president, and then whoops, hit exclude. So now these are all, and then the last thing you want to do is change jobs. So now these are all people that have just changed jobs to VP of marketing and they've never been in a VP role before. And so you can see how you can start to change your messaging a little bit. It just helps you kind of one up on the just change jobs because that's obviously a great prospecting trigger to go after. But now you can sound even more personal. I can reach out to Brandy. Hey, Brandy, congrats on the move to moving up to VP um, and then tying your solution. And then maybe tie that into, uh, you know, problems or experiences that new VPs run into and yeah. that kind of offer value in your messaging. So it's just like a targeting strategy using the exclusions feature that Sales Navigator doesn't make super clear, but it's really helpful and you can come up with creative methods using it. So we got a lot of SDRs and AEs in the room. So we're talking about, thank God, because we're talking about use cases for those folks specifically. And these senior leaders, I think will agree that 15% of you that are senior leaders, here's a pro tip for that change jobs in 90 days. Uh, not everybody that takes a leadership role changes it for like six months. And the reason is because the moment they do, every seller under the sun comes pouring out at them because they end up on some list somewhere based on their title. So assume that they've had the position for a hot minute because you can talk about what their onboarding process was like. And if they're drinking from a fire hose still, this type of language is language that will resonate with them and it will increase your engagement, which that's what all of this stuff is for, is to en engage your prospect. And that's the goal. I got questions coming in. I love it. Y'all, some good questions coming in. We're going to launch a couple more ourselves for you. Uh, but let's do this one now and I'll leave this one up for a hot minute so y'all can like, say, you know, what do you want to see? Like, let us know in the chat if it's something that's not represented here, but like the stuff that helps you the most is the stuff we want to talk about. Um, regarding research, uh, Jed, do you want to share some stuff that you've been doing with research and how it's been functioning and whether it's AI related or just stuff that's been helpful to you in sales navigator to help you get that context with that traction? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so th those are a couple examples here. Um, again, I encourage everybody to just search through all the filters and just try to get creative in, in terms of ways you can actually go about prospecting people in here. Um, there's a couple other cool ones. So like, for example, Connections Up. This was something that I've used every time I started at a new company. So I, I went to a company called Mailshake uh, about two years ago. First thing I did when I went there was looked for connections of my founder. So his name is Sujin. Found a bunch of people that were connections connections of Sujin, uh, who who had a decent brand. So if you have anyone in your company who's got like a lot of clout or whatnot on LinkedIn, connecting to a lot of people, founder who's been around. Uh, and then what I did is I went through and I filtered by my specific ICP. So let's just say VP of sales. And now and then I'll obviously add like headcount or whatever my territory is, et cetera. And so what I did from here was then just reach out to the people that are on this list. And in my messaging, I didn't like make it about my founder, but I just said like, hey, it came across because you were connected with Suja, not sure if you've worked with them in the past. And my goal when I was reaching out to these people when I first started at the company was just to get information and learn from them. And so I said, hey, I just started at this company, Mailshake, looking for feedback on outbound messaging and you know any solutions in the space that you use that are similar. And so like my whole goal of that conversation was just to learn more about what they were doing. And that's a little bit besides the point, but the reason why I mentioned that is because 
it is really helpful if you are new to a company to kind of lead with that sort of messaging, just trying to learn more. And you can get a lot of feedback on your ICP. And a lot of times those conversations end up turning into meetings. Um, but Connections Hub is a really powerful feature you can use. You can also do this for customers. If you have a strong customer, let's say James is a customer of mine. Um, so Connections Hub, whoops, Connections Hub, James Buckley. Watch out, dude. There's another James Buckley out there trying to, that's an imposter, yo. Don't, don't fake the funk on me, man. <laughs> I guess there's two of them. But let's say James is a customer of mine, right? And we have a good relationship or, you know, I'm an SDR. I booked a meeting with James. We had a good conversation. We stayed connected on LinkedIn. I can now filter this down a little bit further and then reach out to James and be like, hey, I saw a couple of people in your network you're connected to. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people you're connected with or a lot of people James is connected with, he may not know them personally, right? So you might want to reach out with a few different options and just say like, hey, do you think this could be helpful? Or, hey, I wanted to get in touch with them because of this re this reason. Obviously, do your research. And then there are scenarios where people will give you intros. It doesn't happen all the time. But maybe James will be like, hey, you know what? Aaron's not a good person to reach out to because of this. But maybe try reaching out to this person. You can let them know that I sent you. Yeah. And so that's another kind of creative way that I've been using this specific filter here. That's a good one. If you're a founder or if you're uh, some one of your competitors you know, has a lot of followers using their connections... Connecting to their connections obviously makes an enormous impact, right? If you're already using one of my competitors, I can qualify you quite easily. In fact, it just means that you are somebody that could potentially buy from me. And oftentimes that's like one of the first chasms that we have to cross. Uh, yeah. let, let's talk about the, the, some of the competitive stuff that's out there right now. If you look, uh, what, what the folks are saying here, a lot of, a lot of people interested in the AI assisted search. So let, let's, let's yield to the folks in the room. Yeah, let's just talk about the AI assisted search in depth so that people can ask questions about that. Uh, and I've got some great questions coming in. So I want to make sure that we give everyone their voice and start answering these questions and being specific with that as soon as possible. We have more examples to show you guys. Go ahead, Jed. For sure. So AI assisted search is just a way for you to not have to think about figuring out the filtering and just find the exact specific prospects you want. And so I encourage if you have access to this tool now or when you do get access, just go crazy and try to think of the most specific targeted list you can come up with and see what it can give you. Yeah. So like, for example, I don't know, find me, give me an industry, uh, James, or give me uh, let's do, let's do lighting. Let's do lighting and fixtures, you know? Okay. So yeah. <laughs> Who knows if sales navigator has this, but this is where I encourage people to push it to the limits, push AI. Oh, here we go. Cybersecurity is better. George has a good one. We'll find okay. a lot in cybersecurity. And cybersecurity. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about lighting. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a great, I super niche industry. Okay, find me founders in cybersecurity. Uh, let's see who has, let's see uh, who use Salesforce and have seen headcount growth in the last year. So let's see what it gives us. Did you, did you guys even know, yes or no in the chat, did you know that this prompt was available? Like I did not, I did not know this. So this might be a little bit too specific. And this is an example of where you want to, okay, so here's what it, and this is why AI isn't perfect and you need to actually like go in and try things. It put computer network and security in the keyword. I see that. I see that. Side note, keyword search is really helpful because it can expose a lot. Like where it, what it does is it's searching for keywords in people's LinkedIn profiles. Yeah. This is really helpful. Um, I'll give you an example. Company I work with, uh, they help military veterans get into um, uh, sales roles. 
first time sales roles. And so they're like a recruiting company that does that. And so one of the ideas we came up for targeting was to find people who are former military vets. And so the way we used, because obviously we'd say like, we could connect the dots, hey, you were a military vet, we help military vets get into sales roles. So like sales leaders who have military experience. And so in the keywords, we would type in military, right? And then that, because the keyword military is somewhere in their LinkedIn profile, we could pretty much assume, and this is like a too targeted of a list to do that, but we could pretty much assume that those folks obviously had military experience. And then we use that to tie in the icebreaker of our messaging. So that's you'd just probably, you'd probably have more results just by removing the uh, works at Salesforce. Uh, of course. Yeah. Salesforce is part of it. So let's just try another example. Find me founders. There you go. At companies in the industry of uh, uh, security. Oh, let's see. Network security. So we use sales. Oops, sales. Supposing my typing. Sales force. So let's see if this works a little bit better. Dun, dun, dun. There we go. Cool. So I don't know why it's saying works at Salesforce. That's super strange. This is why we got to keep playing with the AI and maybe sales navigators. We have to teach it, right? Yeah. So um, anyway, so part of what you could do from here now is instead of saying current company, maybe just go into companies that actually use Salesforce and you can use the filter manually. Well, that's the whole point is like play around with the search functionality and then do the actual manual keyword searching when you need to. Um, but yeah, play around with it. I mean, I think it's going to get much better. As you can see in a couple of these examples, it's not always perfect, but it'll get you halfway there. This is all really practical stuff that you guys can use uh, once you start seeing these. Now, I've got a couple of examples that I'm going to let Jed talk about. Uh, but first, I want to get some questions yeah. out because we've got some good ones here. Uh, this one comes from Gregor. Gregor says, uh, looking for new contacts off of a named account list or a saved account list. So how do we find new contacts in our named accounts? Yeah. I Want me to share my screen, James? Absolutely. So well, we are nothing if not full of examples, y'all. <laughs> For sure. So I don't have a big account list here, but let's just do... Um, doo -doo -doo. Here. So I'll do a quick example. Company account. Yeah. Because I need to create an account list. Awesome. So now what you would do... Very simple. You'd go to your account list and again, you could connect your CRM to this. You don't have to do your own filtering if all your accounts live in your CRM. And so you would go to lead filters, account list, select the account list you want to search off of. And then now that you're in lead search, this is where you can actually search for those new contacts. So right. whoever asked this question, what I would encourage you to do is just go in and find all the specific details, like probably what their job title is, if they change jobs. I do like if they post it on LinkedIn, this is usually in the last 30 days because that means you can usually use LinkedIn as a channel a little bit better. If they haven't posted on LinkedIn, they're less likely to be responsive there. Yep. So it's pretty safe. There's two on the left right there too, Jed. Years in current company and years at current position yep. right there. Th those are the ones that I use for new folks, especially if I'm looking for a specific title that just started. When I'm prospecting, a big thing I look for too that I always try to exclude is I get rid of more than 10 years or even wow. six or 10 years. Because a lot of those, I'm just a lot of people who've been in the world for that long, it is. I may not see that long, but we're, we're all in tech, tech, sales, SaaS. It seems like forever. But those people tend to be a little bit more uh, stuck in their ways as opposed to open to new ideas. So that's just one thing I tend to include. 
Yeah, it's true. I think if you're in that in that role at that company for 10 years, you're probably far removed from what I'm trying to sell to the company, right? That's uh, uh, This one comes from Kaylin. I appreciate this question. Curious if there's a way to pull first degree connections of one of your connections. So like, I think shared connections is what you're asking, like mutual connections. Uh, and then it says, I'm thinking like a board member. Essentially, I'm wanting to pull their connection based on my saved account list. Is this possible? Yes. So what you would do, uh, can't remember the name of the person, but Kalen, Kalen. So Kalen, you would add your account list and you would select it here. Again, this is just an example account list. And then you would need to be connected to your board member. Um, this example probably won't give me any results, but let's just say James is my board member. Um, again, two James, it's kind of weird. Whatever, dude. I don't have any examples in here because this was a, only a, an account list of 26 people. But this is what you would do. You'd put your board member here, you'd select your account list here, and then you'd do filtering from there, and it'll show you all of their connections that they have that are within your specific account list. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, th I, I like the shared connection thing. My my thing is that I default, and I got this from Scott Lease. Uh, we, him and I talked about it on one of the shows, but like, I always ask people, like, do you actually know this person? Do you actually know this person? Like, just because they're a mutual connection doesn't mean that person has like a real relationship. So you need the credibility right there. That's a great question. Uh, this one comes from Mega. I appreciate it. She does great hotline stuff. The Sell Better Hotline rocking. Uh, I always see her great stuff. Uh, I've seen people change jobs. Don't look for making new software changes slash implement at least after three months. So three months and then they change their job. Uh, do you follow a rule to prospect to such folks who are new to the role? This is a good question. So I may have a controversial opinion to this. I actually look like, oh, you know, as soon as possible, but I don't try to go for a meeting. So I have like a kind of a nurture campaign for new job changers. And so uh, what I mean by this is if you get in early, like right away, like like the first few weeks, first month, they change jobs. Their inbox is less empty. They, they have less noise going on. What often happens is they'll be like, yeah, this is great. Like I can check into this later on. But the key is like acknowledging the fact that, hey, I saw you just moved to so-and-so. You know, you can even say, I'm sure you're getting blown up or, you know, I I'm sure you're going through a, a lot of changes and onboarding and figuring things out, not looking to set any time or anything, but, and then tie in your observations. So we talked about context and observations from the account IQ thing or like researching for specific triggers, call that out and then provide some sort of value. Like, Hey, like when I was in Mailshake, again, another example, um, the, the process we would use for this is a new sales leader would join. We'd reach out say, Hey, like saw you just joined. I'm sure you're getting blown up. I'm sure you're going through a lot of things right now. Um, one of the biggest things that new SDR, new sales leaders are looking for is how to improve their cold email messaging. Um, here's a, a resource with, you know, spam words to remove your cold emails. Uh, if you ever want to learn more about this, I can follow up a few months down the line. So your call to action is like not even asking for a meeting. It's just like, hey, would it be okay if I follow up, you know, a few months down the line or something like that. So as long as your messaging comes across as if you're not trying to get the meeting now and you acknowledge their situation, you're usually going to be in good shape and can get pretty good responses. Good stuff right there. Uh, that's a good answer. We got a lot of great stuff in the chat. Tom Stewart has a good point here, even though he only sent it to hosts and panelists. Team Link. Team Link is actually a really underused tool that's inside here. And you can use Team Link to find people that are on your team that are connected to people that you want to prospect. And oftentimes that is a great warm entry. You can attack those together or you can ask for introductions. It's usually a really helpful way uh, to do that. So good stuff. Ignacio Caranza says... If you generate an AI search, is it dynamic where it might continue to generate results that might hit the criteria later on? Or 
Do we just need to run the search again and again from time to time? It's a good question. Is it retroactive? And then we're going to look at an example you gave me. I don't think it's retroactive. What I, what I recommend people doing is like just build your search here. And then, so whatever I typed in and then use the save search functionality, because once you save it, it's going to hold that criteria. So you don't have to search it later. And then what LinkedIn save search functionality does is it sends you auto updates. I don't have any here right now, but it'll send you updates anytime new people enter that save search criteria. Yeah. Uh, I liken this to the way that when you have a saved search that you've saved, there is a green text right underneath that saved search. Yeah. And it'll be like 141 new. And if I hold command and open a new tab, it will only show me those 141 new. I'm happy to show that to anybody that wants to see it. Uh, so that's a good way to do it. It's a good way to work it. Uh, so let's, let's yep. look at this. Uh, let me get the screen back, Jed, real quick. Yeah, I'm sure. And, uh, I want to give this example because we talked, we talked a lot about what it's providing us on the AI side. Here is a template that you put together, break this down for everybody so they can see how they would use this in their messaging. Yeah. So my kind of whole idea to, to LinkedIn and sending emails and stuff is, is really not trying to book a meeting. It's just trying to get the conversation warm and then I'll follow up with them over the phone. I think the phone's the best for booking meetings, email as well, but like email LinkedIn, I'm trying to warm them up and then eventually book a meeting. So this is an example of a message that I've been sending for years. And so whenever that, that context, that trigger that I found in the filters or an account IQ, that's when I'm mentioning where it says observation. So, yep, exactly. So, uh, Hey, James, sending an email shortly. I saw observation and had an idea for you. The subject line is XYZ. Let me know your thoughts. So all I'm doing in my LinkedIn messages is tying it back to the email and I'm including the subject line of that email just to kind of point them to that. Ideally, I would send the email right after. And then that's where I'm actually putting in the personalization. So in that email, and we have, I think, examples of email templates that we'll, we'll jump into as well. Yeah. Um, but in that email is where I'm actually putting the value and 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 going a little bit more for the meeting there. So I'm just trying to tie them to that other message to warm them up for when I you know follow up. I like let me know your thoughts. I think let me know your thoughts is something most people want to do. They want to share their thoughts. Every expert wants to express that expertise. And when you lean into that, people do tend to respond. So it's great to have that like, what's your focus when you're filling in that what you saw, that observation. This is the second one I want you to give to everybody so they can understand. And this this ties directly back to the same insights that you're getting yeah, right here from Sales Navigator. So go ahead and break this one down. Can I actually share my screen for this one? Absolutely, it's, share away, I'm man. the LinkedIn tactic that James, let's you alluded to in the very beginning that we'd be covering the end. Uh, let's so let's do it. So I uh, shared this on LinkedIn the other day, but it's a really cool strategy that I've started using. So yeah. one of the best prospecting triggers is uh, finding people who are attending relevant events in your niche. But there's two issues with finding those events. One, it's it's really hard to find those events. And two, whether it's online or in person, usually the events aren't giving you the attendees list. So you don't really know who's going to the events unless you're there and you're like either in the in-person event or you're online and you're seeing people's names. So it's hard to find those people. The cool thing about LinkedIn Live is that it's been getting super popular. And so there's a lot of LinkedIn Lives going on all the time. And so you can search for LinkedIn Live events that are related to the problems you solve or the niche that you're in and then find people who are attending those events and reach out with value. So um, let's see, let me think of an example. James, do you have an example of a company that I can use for this? Uh, uh, let, let's, so is it any company will do? Yeah, well, you know what? Let's just do a uh, PandaDoc. I used to work there, right? So I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna suggest a software company, go ahead. 
Yeah. So let's say I'm a rep who works for PandaDoc. And for, for you, those of you who don't know, they're a proposal and e-signature software. So let's just say proposals. Uh, proposals. Um, their proposal software. And so think of all the keywords related to your company and the problems you solve. That's how you would do this if you're going through this exercise. And then you're going to select events. And so now we're uh, basically what I'm saying here is events related to my keywords, which in this case is proposals. And so you want to look for upcoming events, not past ones like this one was in January that have a decent number of attendees. So this is an, uh, an upcoming event based on proposals with 83 attendees. So I can click on this event and again, go through the same exercise. I encourage you all to do this on LinkedIn. All you have to do is hit attend. As soon as you do, you can click on networking. And now you can see all of the people who are attending this event, right? And so I like using different, I have different scrapers, whatever platform you use to pull data. Um, Zoom Info, for example, has their own Chrome extension. So you can essentially explore all these leads into your sales engagement tool and maybe filter for ones that are like director, VP and above. And now, James, if you want to share that template, I can provide context to how I would reach out to these people. Absolutely. So let me get the screen back. I'll pull this template up. Y'all can see how this functions now that you've seen how he narrows that down. Go ahead. Yeah. So this is, if you want to use this plan, again, these events are happening all the time. And I just encourage you to search your your keywords on LinkedIn and find these events because it's a really awesome play. Um, it's something I've been using for the last month. Uh, but essentially, I would reach out and say, hey, first name, saw you're attending, name of the event on LinkedIn Live. Looks like, make an observation about why they might be attending that event. So if somebody's attending an event on proposals, maybe look on LinkedIn, go into account IQ, and you can notice the fact that they just added five account executives to their team, right? So Looks like you just hired, you know, three to four account executives in the last couple months. So maybe you guys are sending out more proposals. And again, this is from the context of, of PandaDoc if I was selling for them. Um, if proposals is top of mind for you, I thought you might find this resource helpful. And again, I'm the whole goal here is I'm this is how I go about prospecting emails or LinkedIn messages, and I'm trying to provide a helpful resource to build trust. So maybe I would send them some sort of resource on best practices for writing proposals, right? Or if you want to be a little bit more aggressive. Give them your value prop and try to go straight for the meeting right there. Um, so this is an awesome template you can use specifically for this use case. I, I'm a big fan of this template because it's contextual and it's relevant to an event that they're already interested in. All right, Jed, we got lots of questions and we got time. We're going to rapid fire. So quick answers only, no depth here. We want high level answers for some good questions. And let's start right here with Adam. It says, how is the account IQ data for private companies that don't have 10Ks or similar filings. Can you still find stuff that's useful in there for those smaller companies? Yeah, so this is all I know about account IQ is what I've read from LinkedIn's public pages. So I encourage y'all to go check it out. Just type in account IQ, LinkedIn sales navigator. They'll tell you all the information. So as far as I know where they're, where they're pulling the information from is I think it is coming from some website information, but it's primarily what the company is posted about on LinkedIn or what's public about them in their about sections or in their employees' LinkedIn profiles. So LinkedIn's data is coming from the websites of these companies that are you know, tying into their uh, LinkedIn pages, as well as the LinkedIn information uh, on their profiles. And looks like we just dropped a link as well, so you guys can read all up on that there. Yeah, there's a link there. If you want more information about what's coming, be proactive and go learn about this stuff at that link. This one comes from Craig. What about looking at prospects from a different perspective? Is there a way to see which contacts or companies at a specific first-degree connection has? For example, a board member, would they be willing to broker an introduction, uh, but wanting to know which companies that board director is connected with? So I'm looking for that board member. 
to, you know, I want to see all the connections or the co companies that they're on. Can I zero in on that with LinkedIn Sales Navigator? Yeah. So that would go to the connections of Filter. Uh, my, in my experience, um, like when I was at MailSig, for example, super small company, I was very close with the founder. I could just slack and be like, hey, do you know this person or yeah. whatever? If it's a board member, you got a big company. Probably you don't have the best relationship with them. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't actually know them, or they're probably extremely busy. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend asking for an introduction. But you can call out like, "I saw you're connected with you know my board member. Maybe you're already familiar with our company," <clears throat> and then tie into um, your observation and then your value proposition as well. So I wouldn't recommend just trying to blow up your board member asking for introductions. But that's another way you can approach it. Yeah, blowing up the board member <laughs> probably not going to land you in a good position. Bob Mahler, I appreciate this question because it's very direct. Can you also see who's following a competitor's business page? You can't. No, you can't see that. Um, the one thing you can do um, if you have uh, admin access to your company's um, LinkedIn page is you can uh, uh, like set competitor insights. And so your marketing team probably has that. If you're at a smaller startup, maybe you can get access to it. But you can see like the growth of your competitors' pages and things of that nature. Or you can just go to the company's page, look at their posts, see who's liking them, and then prospect those people. That's not bad. Uh, Gora Shandar, Gora Shankar, I think I said your name correctly. Uh, can we filter companies like small businesses under 10 uh, and their location? Absolutely. You want to click on all lead filters, and you'll be able to do that on the left side quite easily. Uh, this one comes from Ronika. It says... Uh, the people James is connected with is great. Can we also filter by territory? Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Once again, go through those lead filters, become intimately familiar with them because the easier it is to dial that in, the better results you're going to get from the platform. Uh, here we go. Has anything changed recently with Nav that limits how many times you can search as an example uh, or other features? So what limitations has Navigator released here lately? No limitations that I've seen. The only limitations that I've come across are the amount of saved searches you can have. And they, I think they still give you like 25 or something. So it's pretty hard to hit those limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one. What Pokemon Chrome extension do you have? Was that, is that a real question? I don't know. Yeah. Do you have a Pokemon extension? Is that, is that? <laughs> this is a, uh, this is an awesome tool. It's called Instant Data Scraper. It's a free Chrome extension. Um, I know this sounds like a sponsor, uh, like I'm giving them when it, anyways, it's a free Chrome extension. It basically allows you to scrape data off of any site, except for LinkedIn, unfortunately. It's really cool. So I definitely recommend y'all checking it out. Just search Instant Data Scraper, like my favorite growth hack kind of tool for any sort of prospect what uh, yeah i never even knew that i thought we were talking about like an actual pokemon extension like i had no idea no no, no. <laughs> good stuff uh okay this one comes from seth uh how would you use a multi-thread additional oh you know what uh how to use multi-thread additional contacts for companies that are already reaching out to i typically work inbound leads through linkedin to multi-thread so do you multi-thread looking for uh people to reach out to consistently on linkedin sales navigator yeah i mean it to answer their question, I guess I don't know the full context, but whatever these inbound companies are, I would just build an account list and you can set up an automation to where anytime a company comes inbound in your CRM, you can have that connect into Sales Navigator as an account list and then do the lead filtering to find other companies that work at that at those accounts in that list. Jed, we appreciate you coming in, sharing your knowledge. I'm sure we'll do this again. And I appreciate all of you for being so engaged and giving us the stuff that matters most to you. Connect with us at sellbetter.xyz. Connect with me personally at Say What Sales. I've never met a stranger. And you're going to get a survey after this. Let me know how we did, what we can improve on, and what you want to see more of. We will see you next week for some more stellar episodes of Sell Better. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, everyone.